Welcome to 5 and 5 with Miller and Mango, your go-to source for all things finance with a twist of culture infused into every episode. Join your hosts, seasoned financial professional Miller and marketing maverick Mango, as they discuss five of the latest market and cultural trends and help you instill common sense into the ever-changing landscape of finance, all within five minutes. It's time to dive into the numbers, unravel market mysteries, and discover the strategies that matter. Welcome to 5 and 5 with Miller and Mango. Hello and welcome back to 5 and 5 with Miller and Mango. I am your host, Mike Manganiello, with my co-host, Miller Hoffman. Good morning, everyone. How are you, Mango? I am fantastic. We are actually recording today. It's a very special day. It's February 29th. It is Leap Day, or part of Leap Year. It doesn't come often, but when it does, we have to celebrate. We do. Happy and here's Leap some Year. Quick stats. Leap Year is actually uh, based on the uh, Earth's orbit um, because days are actually uh, constantly shifting and the months would shift if we didn't celebrate Leap Year every four years. Um, did you know it's the rarest birthday to have? Only 5 million people have it. Wow. The odds of having that birthday is 1 in 1,461. And they call people leaplings. Those aren't great odds. I would <laughs> I would bet against the uh, the leaplings. <laughs> yes, bet against that. But I thought it'd be fun to record on uh, Leap Day. So totally. Here we are. Totally. Yeah. What's on the docket Let's for dig today? In. Topic one: Amazon officially joins the Dow Jones, booting out Walgreens. First, I'm actually shocked Amazon was not on the Dow Jones already. But what does that actually mean for the Dow Jones moving forward with Amazon joining it? Yeah, you may be shocked that Amazon's not uh, included in, in the Dow, which for our, our listeners here, the Dow or the Dow Jones Industrial Index. So the Dow is a, a big company that has lots of indices that it tracks. But when people say the Dow, they're talking about the industrial average, um, is a collection of 30 of America's um let's call it most influential companies, um, but not necessarily like the Amazons of the world. Mm -hmm. So you still have um, smaller, but still very big uh, companies that are included in the index and it tracks up and down. Um, so I think Amazon getting included here is interesting. And here's a, here's a fact for you. Okay. The Dow is considered a price weighted index where virtually every other major index is treated as market weighted. What that essentially means is the the Dow is uh, contingent, really, on the price of of a company, not necessarily the size. Okay. So, for example, United Health Group is the highest share price in the Dow right now, but it's the eleventh largest U.S. company. So you can see how different indexes are influenced by companies doing well or poorly. The Dow does not care how large the company is. So it doesn't care that Amazon is a behemoth. Yeah. It just cares that Amazon's trading right around $175 per share right now. Okay. Maybe interesting to, yeah, to know. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. Poor Walgreens. <laughs> Poor Walgreens, yeah. And and they were one of the newer ones to get added yeah. as of late. I think GE got kicked out a couple years ago and replaced with Walgreens. So their tenure didn't last um, yeah. too long. <laughs> Two, Americans racked up a trillion, with a T, dollars in credit card debt. I know we've talked about That's credit card debt a lot on this uh, podcast. It's a lot. Now that, we, now that we've reached the big T, what does that mean? 
Uh, I I think it means uh, debt is becoming more <laughs> and more and more and more acceptable, yeah. especially in the American lifestyle where it's buy everything on credit. Yeah. We'll figure out how to pay for it later. The article made an interesting point, though. We are still, relatively speaking, below the peak peak point, rather, but we were right before 2008. Okay. So, of course, dollar-wise, we're much higher. We're in the trillion-dollar ballpark, but relatively speaking, we're still below that point. In addition to 55% of people paying the credit cards off every month, I expected that to be higher. Higher, yeah. <laughs> I would want that to be higher because um, credit cards can be an excellent tool, but they can also get you in trouble very, very quickly. Yep. Um, so I am not a fan at all about holding consumer debt, like yep. credit card debt at all. I don't think that makes tons of sense, regardless of what points or what upsides credit, care, credit card carriers may offer you. Um, Pay off those credit cards. Pay them off, guys. That's right. This one is very interesting. This hit the news this week. Wendy's will soon be testing out Uber-like surge prices. Yeah. Is this only the beginning? Is this something that we will be seeing in other corporations and companies uh, moving forward? Yeah, we'll give our audience a bit of a background on what surge pricing is in, in the first so, place. So uh, it's based on the usage that people are using that service. So like Uber after a concert will double or triple their prices, right? right? right. But at five o'clock in the morning, it will be regular prices, right? right? So I'm assuming for a Baconator, you're going to be paying double the price during lunch than you would at 3 p.m. Don't know yet. It hasn't rolled out, but right. that's what Uber like surge pricing means. Sure. Yeah, I think this may be um, kind of a format of an efficient market, right? Supply yeah. and demand being adjusted and priced as a determinant of supply and demand. We're seeing that really firsthand. Yeah. But something the article mentioned is this isn't a revolutionary topic, even for the fast food industry. Airports do this all the time, yeah. which makes sense, right? There's more popular times where people are traveling and airports are notorious for charging whatever they want yeah. to and people will still buy it. I think it'll be interesting to see how Main Street actually takes it. The random, you know, Wendy's on the, the corner here yeah. in Raleigh, North Carolina. How are people going to take that if considering the substitutes right around there? McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, you know, whatever. Yeah. I know the um, golf industry has been doing this for a while for golf courses as well based on times and how often people play. So. Yeah. We'll see how Wendy's go get the bacon in at off times. So I recommend that's right. Buy it before it uh, doubles <laughs> in price. Buy low and, and eat high. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, we are about to hit March. So around March Madness is right around the block. Early spring. We got college basketball. We got St. Patrick's Day, Easter, baseball, spring, tr spring training. Um, when I ask you is what's your favorite month? I think a lot of people would potentially say March or April, the beginning of spring. I have my favorite month. How about you, Miller? I think March and April is a beautiful time of the year. You're, you have some still cold days, but you can certainly tell that the temperature is getting higher and higher, which I love a good good, good springtime. But I am a bigger fall fan. Yeah. So I think October and like September starting up college football yep. and getting sweatshirts out and jeans, I think that's my favorite time of the year is fall. But uh, March puts together a pretty good resume for being in there, too. Maybe it's recency bias or <laughs> since we're going to be right there really soon. But for the reasons you mentioned, March yeah. is a pretty good month. How about yourself? I, I tend to agree. I think October has always been my favorite month with the weather changing and the football and college sports and stuff like that. I, I would have to say, actually, April, if I were to pick because of the Masters. Masters is one of those sports and one of those events that is high or if not the highest events for me. And I feel like yeah. it always hits in April. So it there does always go. hit in April. So 
I want to throw in a quick financial tip. Um, since after March Madness, there is a pretty big fall off in the broader sports world. I mean, you got baseball and yeah. some you know more obscure sports. I cancel my streaming subscriptions. Um, from really March to you know late summer when um, college football is starting to get cranked yeah. up. So I save a lot of money. I just find that I don't use YouTube TV as yeah. my provider of choice. It's very easy to pause. It's very easy to turn back on. Yeah. And it could save you easily a couple hundred bucks. Look um, at that with financial tip up. from Miller. And that's right. Coming out <laughs> of left field a little bit. <laughs> All right. The last segment explaining to me like a fourth grader. What is a hedge fund? Oh, what a big topic. Oh, yeah. Hedge fund, yeah, is is one of these big kind of broad terms that fascinates a lot of people. There's a lot of movies, a lot of famous characters, people who run hedge funds. You have that idea of kind of the Gordon Geckos of the world, you know, come come to mind. But a hedge fund typically is an investment shop that employs some pretty complex strategies in order to try to beat whatever market that it's trying to track or trying to ultimately beat. Um, so they're most of the time hedge funds are not buying companies and holding them um, just for the sheer upside that you naturally want to expect out of them. They're employing different um, strategies, mainly called hedges or the use of derivatives. Hmm. What that means on a fourth grade level is even if you're holding Apple stock, let's say derivatives allow you to bet against Apple, Got it. therefore hedging your bets. So even if Apple does really well, great. Um, you may still win at the end of the day, but if Apple did decide to do poorly, your hedge or a derivative, a Got put it. option specifically that you can buy, you're betting against the price of yeah. Apple. Um, so there's a myriad of ways to do it, lots of complex strategies, but just because it's complex does not mean it's worth it. Yeah, Hedge funds historically have really struggled to just even keep up with broad-based American markets. So while flashy and sexy, that doesn't mean certainly it's in your financial best interest or something you should yeah. consider adding mm-hmm. to your portfolio. What would be the movie that's based on it? Would the, the Big Short be based on that? Or is there anything else that our listeners could watch? Because you mentioned yeah, I mean, Wolf of Wall Street type of stuff. or um, It's kind of all in the same atmosphere. Yeah, I okay. think Billions, Billions. Um, the, the show through HBO, I think is uh, the, Showtime. Yeah. Uh, Showtime, excuse me, does a good job. It's based on a hedge fund. Oh, got it. You kind of have imagined, you know, all the, the trading floors and they're buying now and they're selling now and they're doing obviously billions ads. It's artistic spin. Um, to Do you it, know who so. wishes there were billions? Who's Tim that? Whitney, our CEO. Uh, that's right. That's right. We, we, we would love <laughs> we to be about at that, that. Uh, that size and scale at some point. But I think he also would like to be like the actor from Billions, but we'll leave it at that. I think he would be too. <laughs> but oh. yeah, hedge funds for fourth graders. For awesome. You. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, It has been a fantastic leap day for us over here. Hopefully for you as well. Enjoy the first couple of weeks in March. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Tradewinds LLC is an investment advisory firm that is registered with the Securities Exchange Commission. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Tradewinds will not accept trade offers online and any such request, orders, or instructions that you send will not be accepted and will not be processed. This presentation has been provided for informational purposes only and is not intended as legal, tax, or investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security or strategy. The investment strategy and themes discussed herein may be unsuitable for investors depending on their specific investment objectives and financial situation. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, though its accuracy is not guaranteed. 
Opinions expressed in this commentary reflect subjective judgments of the author based on conditions at the time of the publication and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is not indicative of future results.